And this is KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Coming up in just a few moments, a Middle Earth perspective on life with What Would Arwen Do? KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. To all my elf friends, welcome to What Would Arwen Do? Here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You are listening to KUCI broadcasting from the University of California in Irvine, Orange County's alternative radio station and quite possibly the best radio station in the history of the universe. I am Tani Chinuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. And welcome to What Would Arwen Do? Every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. My Gavanin and Soilide, and to my charming Hobbit co-host. My Lalong's down at your service, Elf Princess, as always. And welcome to everyone listening live and on the internet at KUCI.org, where we podcast fabulous music and public affairs programs 24 by 7. And also, to our listeners after the fact, we podcast at iTunes and at KUCITalk.org. And, of course, that's free downloads after the fact. So, if you are tuning in for the very first time, you may be wondering what this show is all about. Well, my dear Hobbit friend, I'm so happy that you're here. I do have to say before I go on that I'm every time you come on, last time we were here, you had to call in, so you weren't here in studio, and I missed you terribly when you're not in studio. And I missed you as well. <laughs> I love being here in person, seeing your sparkly eyes and your beautiful elf gems that you wear and the beautiful elf clothing. Well, it's just... I mean, My own clothing is nothing, but <laughs> like all hobbits, I appreciate looking at the elves. Well, it's... You know, I am very much grateful for the wonders of modern technology that, you know, allow us to stay connected with each other. But this this is not quite the same as sitting down, you know, face-to-face with people. Don't you it, think? Is, it is not the same. Well, this is uh, <clears throat> the show where we ask... And there's a little bit of funny uh, technology going on. There's all kinds of special whiz-bangs here in our studio. we, We are a college station, and the wonderful thing about that is that everything is so organic, which we elves love. Everything is very in the moment, organic, and you just never know what might happen next. As a hobbit, I hate it. I like pre planning, planning, post planning, (laughs) preparation before the pre preparation for the preparation. Well, in the, and being here in Southern California, anything can happen, which I w- would like to take just a moment, even before we go on again, to um, send out a special uh, thoughts to those who are on the East Coast. Who oh, my have, gosh. Um, 5.9 magnitude earthquake in Virginia, affecting yes. Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, and many people far 
far from California that really don't know what earthquakes mean. Yes, we, we live in the, the shadow of the earthquakes. I mean, generally, whenever we have an earthquake, I just I just sit there and kind of go, oh, it's an earthquake, and wait for it to pass, because um, that's just what we do. So, But our thoughts go out, because it can be very unsettling, especially if it's a large one and buildings are rattling all around you. So our thoughts and, and wishes go out to those who are a little 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 displaced today. So if if a Middle Earth elf lived today in Southern California, this is what this show is all about, in Irvine to be more precise, on the campus, Cal State Irvine, or Cal, what might her life look like? How would she as a modern elf celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Some people like to ask, what would Jesus do? And that is a very good question. But on this program, when challenges in life arise, or as the wizard Gandalf puts it, questions, questions that need answering, we like to ask, what would Arwen do? Who was Arwen, you may be wondering. In J.R.R. Tolkien's Mythology of Middle-Earth, Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing, lore, and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. I believe that Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige. With great privilege comes responsibility. She embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light through her courage wisdom, beauty, her sense of humor, and her service to others. <clears throat> so, dear Hobbit, we have so many things to discuss today, and I would like to take just a moment to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed here today on the show are those of the elf host and her Hobbit co-host and of our guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of KUCI, UCI, or the UC Board of Regents. That's absolutely true, although they should. <laughs> They do not necessarily reflect. <laughs> they, do, they do not necessarily. <clears throat> so I'm very excited. Um, we had, uh, as things, you know, tend to, to be sometimes in life that you have something planned and something else comes up. We were going to have a guest on, which I think I have announced uh, in weeks past, Jeannie Denholm, who is the owner and um, curator of Scape Gallery in Corona del Mar. She is just recently back as of yesterday, I think from a trip to Europe somewhere. So um, we're going we're gonna to have her on next week instead. Oh, that's very exciting. But we have wonderful stuff today. Uh, we do. We have movie news, we have adventure reports, and we have um, an intern that's going to be joining us. An intern for our radio station because we have training every quarter of the school year. Yes. And people can, especially students, staff, faculty, are always welcome to take the training. It's eight Tuesday evenings in a row at about two hours apiece, one to two hours apiece. Mm -hmm. And then if you pass the test and do all of the homework properly, you are eligible to apply for a program. Right, and so we'll be talking a little bit more about that because we are in the midst of a training and we have an intern that will be on today and our very special guest will also be Tianan, who is the host of Funk Your Face, wonderful, dancey, prancy, fun music that's on for three hours just before our show. It is really a special blessing. I mean, the two shows that lead up to ours, George Wears a Hat, <laughs> George had a hat. George had a hat, which is a fabulous, fun sort of 
psychedelic show. And then uh, TNT is Dynamite with Funk Your Face. <clears throat> yes, so that's coming up a little bit later in the show. Though, um, let's have... Before we do that, let's ha- well, first let's say hello to our friends who may be listening. I'd like to say hello to Chuck and Donna. Chuck is just uh, recovering from some uh, surgery, and my best prayers and wishes go out to him and his family for a swift recovery from that surgery. The doctors said everything worked well, so his back should be back to normal in no time at all. As always, a welcome to my nieces and nephews. And the Hobbit wife, if she is able to listen, she has many things to do, but sometimes she listens. That's wonderful. Well, I I love that the Hobbit Wife takes such good care of you. And when you get home from your very diligent work here at the radio station, the Hobbit Wife has a nice Hobbit meal for you. Oh, my gosh. Or two. Actually, we prefer (laughs) two meals in the evening, as you may recall. Whereas we elves are generally um, running out and about and happy to um, have a little bit of fruit and nuts, and off we go again. Well, with the Lembus, apparently you really don't need much sustenance. You have a little uh, natural cracker bread and uh, you're good for the whole week well and we elves know how to draw sustenance from the things around us from the air from the trees from the plants you know so anyway it's er, nourishment is everywhere (laughs) so let's have a little bit of hobbit music oh my gosh because one of the things that we as Tolkien enthusiasts are so excited about is the upcoming um, hobbit movies two hobbit movies which will have music by the Academy Award-winning Howard Shore. <clears throat> Which we have been playing as an intro to our show. And so let's have a little bit of Hobbit music just to get us in the mood. Uh, this from the original soundtrack of The Fellowship of the Ring concerning Hobbits. Oh, my dear Hobbit. Oh, I forgot to say hello to my friends. I would like to say hello. Say hello to your friends, too. Uh, I would like to say hello to anyone who might be listening from my favorite Tolkien message board, theonering.com, Torque, officially known as Torque, and also to Ro, who may be listening in. She's recently back from a canoeing adventure in Utah. We'll have to... She's going to be on... She's going to be on the program later this year, and oh, that'll be a program to remember, friends. Absolutely. And... uh, um, anyone else who might be listening here in Orange County or on the Internet or listening later through podcast, because our friends are all very dear to us. So l- before we get off on too many more things, I've, I'm going to have to bring my energy down. I'm so excited today. I'm just, I feel like I'm kind of scattered all about. But we, do we have movie news? Well, we just have a few items. I don't want to consume too much time because we have a wonderful intern here that we're going to be interviewing on What Would Arwen Do here on KUCI Irvine. But the uh, wonderful actress Evangeline Lilly has appeared in Wellington, New Zealand. And all of the paparazzi and all the star watchers are watching her. And this wonderful Canadian actress has just joined the cast. She has brought along uh, her boyfriend Norman Colley and her three-month-old baby boy. Oh, now, to, to remind us who uh, Evangeline she Lilly is, is playing. She is 
Well, she's most famous probably for the television series Lost, which had beautiful oh. photography but a confusing script. You know, but I never <laughs> did get to see that. And I remember when it first came out, ever there was such a hoopla about it, of course, because one of the Hobbits was in it. Yes. Um, but he wasn't on the cast for the entire time. No, he, no, he wasn't, as opposed to Evangeline Lilly. In any case... In the important movies, which are the Hobbit movies coming out at the end of next year and the year following, she plays a character, Toriel, a woodland elf. Her name means daughter of Mirkwood, and Peter Jackson refused to say anything else. So anyhow, she's in Wellington, New Zealand, getting ready to start the filming. As, as we've heard, September 5th is when the second block of principal photography begins. Mm. They're on a break right now, but it, it resumes on September 5th. And there's birthday greetings to Richard Armitage, who will be our Thorin Oakenshield. He turned 40 yesterday, a big number, the big 4-0 for Richard Armitage, mm. who people may remember recently from his small role but significant role in Captain America. Very good. Stephen Fry. Did you get to see that? Oh, yes, Captain I didn't America. Get to see it. Oh, my gosh. I wonder we, if it's out on DVD yet. It is not. Oh, okay. But. I will be glad. We can give an adventure report maybe next week. (laughs) This week is pretty full. But we also say have to say birthday greetings to Stephen Fry, who plays Master of Lake Town in the Hobbit movies. Mm. He turns 54 tomorrow. And he is... He is a modern Renaissance man. I mean, he is like Leonardo da Vinci. He's an actor, screenwriter, author, playwright, journalist, poet, comedian. He's an announcer, a presenter, film director himself, and a director of the Norwich Football Club, which, as you know, in England, football means soccer, what we call here soccer. They call football for some unknown reason. (laughs) We have other movie news. Uh, First, there was Elves extra casting. Now there's Hobbit extra casting. Mm -hmm. The uh, Three Foot Seven website down in New Zealand said we're currently looking for Men based in the Wellington region, age 30 plus, medium to large build, 5 foot 8 to 6 foot, character faces, beards, miss, missing teeth, all good. <laughs> <laughs> so they're looking for characters. Oh, my. Now, I don't really picture hobbits as having missing teeth very much. I don't either. I mean, basically, I we eat enough joking. fruits and vegetables That's that right. uh, we generally have relatively good teeth, but... Um, but here is the fun part. Hobbitons. Top secret. This is from the Dominion Post. <coughs> oh, huh. God bless you, dear Hobbit. It's this, this newfangled air conditioning stuff <laughs> they have in the studio. My gosh. <laughs> the temperature's perfect. We have news about Hobbiton. The Hobbit, as we know, stopped shooting in July. The first of three blocks of shooting concluded in July and will resume September 5th. Mm-hmm. Sir Peter Jackson said there will be about 250 days of photography in total, the equivalent of about eight months of principal photography. In the meantime, anyway, anyone can get a glimpse of The Hobbit. We've known for ages that a farm near Matamata in New Zealand was used for Hobbiton in The Lord of the Rings. The skeleton that remained of that set has been a very popular tourist attraction. Mm. We also know it's been rebuilt for The Hobbit movies, and that this time it won't be removed once filming is completed. It's been designed to last 50 years. 50 years? Oh, a permanent little Hobbiton. That's wonderful. But what surprises you is the public can visit the rebuilt set right now before the cameras roll. Really? Ian Brody, author of the detailed and very handy Lord of the Rings location guidebook, is the media and communications manager for the Hobbiton movie set. I want to go! He he told the Dominion in New Zealand, it's newspaper there, Mm -hmm. he told 
that multiple tourists continue to visit the set each day. The only thing they have to do is sign a non-disclosure agreement. Elf Princess, I've seen a lot of movies, and I've read about a lot of movies, but I do not remember ever reading that ordinary people, I'm not talking about actors or workers or technicians, but ordinary people visiting the set are either not allowed at all, or they can just go and take a look and whatever. But in the case of the Hobbit movies, if you visit Hobbiton now, you can visit. But you have to, first of all, sign a legally binding non-disclosure agreement. What, what does that actually mean for those of us who've never... The non-disclosure agreement basically says that they are not allowed to post photographs of anything oh, they okay. saw. They're not allowed to write descriptions or any of that. And if it's okay. traced back to them, then they will be subject to legal penalties, i.e. large fines. And you wouldn't you probably, want to go up against New Line Cinema. You probably don't want to go up against Warner Brothers. Oh. New Line Cinema either, but Warner Brothers is the big yeah. uh, 800-pound gorilla there, so <laughs> you really don't want to do them. Speaking of 800-pound gorilla, I do want to just interject that I was so excited. I was uh, doing a little channel surfing the other night when I had a few minutes, and lo and behold, um, um, King Kong was on. Which one? Which, which I did not get to... Oh, the, the Peter Jackson version. The 2005 yes. Peter Jackson and version. and I did not get to see it when it was in the theaters, and... Oh, you did not? No, and I put on... Oh. And I just have to say, it was amazing. The uh, In true Peter Jackson style, but the, the facial expressions and the... It, it just... And it, the way Andy Serkis uh, played Kong was unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Now, of course, the Dino de Laurentiis... I didn't realize that Andy Serkis played uh, Kong in King Kong. Yes. How did I not know that? Yes. Yes. Uh, Before there was Caesar, there was Kong. Yes. Okay. I, That's right. That well, then I, that explains some of it. But it was it was just Wasn't such it, a beautiful movie. And, and you didn't even Very see it stirring. on the big screen, did you? No, I didn't. It's even more beautiful on the big screen, and the music and everything—just wonderful work. But it really made me, you know, again, just appreciate what Peter Jackson brings to movie making, you know, and just even as I was watching this, my little heart was stirring, going, "Oh, I can hardly wait for the Hobbit movies." Oh. I I agree. It's going to be hard, but now it is just 14 months, so <laughs> we can wait. So what do we have other news? Is that it? The only other thing that I wanted to mention is one of my favorite scenes, because like many hobbits, I have a dislike of spiders. Oh. Uh, yesterday, August 22nd, in Middle Earth, is when Bilbo fought off the spiders. Ah. That's when he uh, fell to thinking of his beautiful pantries and his far distant hobbit hole. And uh, it will be interesting to see how the sp- spiders are depicted in the Hobbit movie, you know, because in um, Lord of the Rings, we mainly just had, you know, Shelob. There weren't other and really spiders. And it was spiders. a brilliant, a brilliant amazing. realization of a spider. Yes. Just amazing. Yeah. Hopefully so that- other than that, there's, there's, there's a lengthier thing that I want to talk about next week, but mm-hmm. that's all for today, Elf Princess. Well, and do we have anything, do you have anything in the, um, in the area of personal adventure reports? Of the well, I did see Captain America, and I can strongly recommend it. Oh, just it's, within the last two weeks? Yes, just oh. in the last two weeks. I went with a niece, and it is a very, very beautifully realized film. I think Stanley Tucci does a great job. Richard Armitage as the horrible Nazi double agent is brilliant, just very effective, mm-hmm. but looks completely different. We have a production photograph of what he looks like as Thorin Oakenshield. Mm-hmm. 
he looks completely different in this movie, <laughs> and it, it's an amazing transformation. Yes. So it, it was a good film. It is, uh, I would not say a great film, but it's quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. And the sense of period that you get is wonderful. But I must tell people, if you go see Captain America, stay through all of the lengthy credits. There's about three minutes of credits, and then there's a final scene. Oh. And that is very, very, very important. It's a wonderful scene. Oh, okay. Well, that is good to know. I um, I have not had a chance to see that, and I would like to. I've not had a chance to see um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes yet either, which I'm very excited to go see possibly this coming weekend. I'm hoping that I'll be able to see it this weekend. I've been busy for the last uh, couple weeks with other matters, but have you had any adventures, Elf Well, I did have um, an adventure going down to Scape Gallery, which they have the exhibit going on. Oh, what a beautiful facility. Yes. The current exhibit is Speak for the Trees, and... um, as I mentioned earlier, Jeannie, the owner and uh, curator for Scape Gallery, will be on the program with us next week, and we will talk even more about speaking for the trees and um, subject close to my elvish heart. <coughs> I liked you showed me a photograph of a tree earlier. I don't know if you want to talk about that now, but it was an amazing yeah. photograph. Oh, Maybe you want to hold that for next let's, week. Let's hold that for next week because we have our interns and oh, uh, yes. TNT is here. And um, so we have lots of fun things going on. So let's have a little bit of transition music. I thought today, um, I haven't played, we haven't played too much music from The Return of the King. Oh. And this is, uh, I thought we'd play a little something from the original soundtrack recording great a track that we have never played before which just today i was kind of uh looking around and um i had forgotten because the title of the track i'd forgotten what the scenes were and oh my gosh once it started playing so this is twilight and shadow featuring uh the beautiful voice of renee fleming oh my gosh and so we'll have a little treat here from uh the academy award-winning music of howard shore the lord of the rings the return of the king original soundtrack recording so here is howard shore and renee fleming this is kuci in irvine what would arwen do and if you would like to email us, you can send us a little missive at askanelf at yahoo.com, A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F, askanelf at yahoo.com. award-winning music from Howard Shore from The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and that was Twilight and Shadow. Isn't her, Renee Fleming's voice, just amazing? She's she's great in opera, and she's great in concertos. She's just great. She's just, she's a great opera performer because she's a good actress as well. But when I heard her voice, I didn't actually realize that she was going to be in the Return of the King. Hmm. I hadn't I hadn't read yes. anything about it before I saw the movie on yes. purpose. And then when her voice came on, I said, "Oh my gosh!" They yes. pulled out the plugs. 
And which only inspires us to uh, wonder what great things Howard Shore will come up with for the Hobbit movies. Meanwhile, let's pull out the plugs on guests. We've got two in-studio guests today. It's very exciting. And here we are. Let's have a little, let's have a little more Hobbit background music just to welcome our guests. Uh, one, uh, would you like to do the introductions, dear Hobbit? Yes. To my immediate left, listeners, is TNT, the fabulous host of Funk Your Face, which is on every Tuesday from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. here on KUCI Irvine. TNT plays a wonderful mix of well-planned. I'm looking at her playlist for today, and she actually plans out what she's going to do, unlike some of our show hosts. But TNT actually actually plans her stuff out. So I'd like to say once well, again, TNT is dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is yeah. true that um, there are some people that come in. I, I myself, when I was doing a music show, I liked a, an organic feel. So I always had a general idea of what I was doing. I didn't have a set playlist, you know, of order of things that I was going to do. Um, just because I would always, if I did, I was generally always switching it up. But um, but a lot of um, the DJs here, almost all of the DJs here at KCI put a lot of work into their shows, whether it's an organic kind of feel or whether they uh, spend hours beforehand putting it all together before they ever get on the show. On That's the so air. true. And to TNT's left is our intern Brenda. During the process of becoming eligible to apply for a program here on KUCI Irvine, there is an eight-week Tuesday night class that one must go through successfully, and part of the successful completion of that is to intern on a program. So welcome, Brenda. Thank you. Do we have? Uh, are we, Brenda? Hello. Can you? Can we hear? Okay. Good. <laughs> no. How are the levels? Uh, let me. Hi, Brenda. Hello. Oh, there you are. Hello. Thank Wonderful. you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. And um, so. I'm very excited because I love KCI. I love being a part of the community here. It has been a life-changing experience for me now a little over six years and over two years with you, dear Hogan. Over two years for me, it's been tremendous. But I'm I'm eager to find out, first of all, Brenda, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What year in school are you? What is your major? What brought you to KUCI? How do you know she's a, a student? I assume. No. <laughs> How does anyone know anything? Are you a student, Brenda? I am. I'm a fourth year, so I'm in my last year, um, thankfully, at UC Irvine. Um, and I'm majoring in studio art, and I'm minoring in okay. Korean language or literature and culture. Wow. Ooh. Wow. All, all, top, all uh, subjects that elves especially love, anything to do with arts and languages. As a hobbit, I admire the mystery and mysticism of those practices you're doing. Languages we love, languages we hobbits really adore, but art and its whole... We appreciate art, but the actual making of it is a mystery. So, Brenda, you're in your fourth year here. Uh, did mm-hmm. you know about KCI before, uh, you know, during the four years that you've been here? I did. Um, I actually uh, was introduced to it pretty early, about halfway through my um, career here um, at college, but I didn't have the time to do the formal training, um, so I decided why not go for it again because I'd heard that they were doing it in the summer, um, and summer is always a little bit more free for yes. some learning, so I decided to jump on in on it. Okay. So do you um, have aspirations of doing a music show or a public affairs show? Um, I like both. 
I actually would like to like mix the two. Um, but I would lean more towards a public affairs show. I've actually been thinking about doing something along the lines of uh, an Asian American news mm-hmm. about culture because um, I I don't think there's enough of it in the community. So mm. and we that's have a, for we sure have a, we have we a have lot a, in the community. Mm-hmm. Yes, well that's very exciting. And if you did a music show, what kind of music? What, what's your favorite kind of music? Um, oh, all kinds. Um, and I, I think just interning here at KCI, I'm. Uh, definitely broadening my um, right. horizons of music. So I would definitely play more of uh, electronica kind of um, music, but nothing too outrageous, very calming, something you could drive to because I'm always thinking about the people commuting and yeah. driving here at UCI and Irvine in general because there's a lot. Well, I have to say when I came to KCI, I had such a limited experience of music. I mean, I liked, you know, I pl- listened to rock music and things, but I had no idea of all these amazing genres of music, you know, electronic. I didn't actually know what indie meant. I mean, that's <laughs> how naive I was. And then, of course, uh, Tian and has this wonderful um, funk show. And then, of course, we've got hip-hop. I had never heard of Zydeco. We have a Zydeco show here at KUCI. Of course, we I don't even know what that is. Jazz and classical. <laughs> and uh, when I first came on, I did a folk music show for a while. And I, I liked folk music. But actually coming and doing a show, I had to kind of immerse myself into it. And it became a wonderful learning experience. So it's amazing that when you come and take the DJ training, not only do you learn how to do a show, because in case in case our listeners aren't aware, all of us are volunteers here at KCI. And when you learn how to, um, when you go through the training, you not only learn how to host a show, but we are also our own engineers. So we engineer our own programs. We have to learn about the board and how to do public service announcements, um, how to record things so that we can edit it for podcasts. So it's really an amazing learning experience in addition to just learning how to talk on the air, don't you think? I agree <laughs> completely. Brenda, what is your medium of choice, if I may ask? Are you a ceramist, painter, watercolors? I do digital photography and graphic design, so that's um, been my current medium of choice. But I grew up doing, you know, doodling and whatnot. So, but now it's all kind of in the digital technology. So um, I uh, lean towards more of like um, advertising. And design, so. Do you like that? I do, I do, and I really enjoy photography. I think. Um, oh yes. Yeah, I I like really capturing just scenes of people in their their everyday lives, and um, yeah. Super. I wonder if they have an extension course for photography here at at UCI because they have wonderful extension classes. They have wonderful I'd extension like course. I'm sure they do. Photography. Uh, To also introduce our other guest in studio is TNT, the host of Funk Your Face. TNT, tell us about your scholastic achievements. I'm tending to think that you may have recently graduated. I actually graduated back in 2008. Yes, like I said recently. From UCI, (laughs) but I took six years to do it. I was a super, super senior. What what was your major, if I'm asked? I started out as bio-sci, and then I switched to psychology, and now I'm actually going back and finishing my biological science prerequisites. So, And then I'm going to apply to be a chiropractor. Oh. Cool. Yay, the world needs more chiropractors. The elf elf frequence uh, chiropractor who is, uh, uh, I would say, a friend as well as a medical professional. But, uh, of course, I... 
um, met him through, you know, having a little... It was actually one time that I was moving and severely tweaked my back, <laughs> moving, of all things, boxes of books. Uh. <laughs> and, um, you know, I had to go to the emergency room. Of course, they wanted to give me painkillers, which I didn't want to take. I'm an elf. So <laughs> the next day I called my friend. She said, you have to go see my chiropractor. And I'd never really, you know, explored chiropractic. When Dr. Lee fixed me up, I didn't have to take painkillers. And this yeah. was actually right before, uh, between Christmas and New Year's um, in 2005. And so since then, I've been a great advocate of chiropractic because it also makes a lot of sense. Everything in your whole body radiates eats out from the spinal cord, um, mm-hmm. which is housed in your spine. So, and But that's quite different from what you've been studying so far. Well, I dropped out of biological sciences because there's a heavy uh, competitive vibe between everybody. And I also was struggling with a lot of chronic ailments uh, while going to UCI here. And I was given tons of medication for it. Oh, my gosh. All the medication backfired on me in the worst ways possible. Chemicals are dangerous. So in being a chiropractor, I would be an MD that's not allowed to break skin or prescribe medication. And that's right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. Great. It's good That's to have exciting. that. That's exciting. So you'll have to go to chiropractic school. Yes. I will be using... So how many majors will you then have? I mean, how many degrees will you then have? Well, that's going to be a doctorate, so I'll just have my bachelor's in psychology, mm-hmm. and then uh, in four years, I'll be a chiropractor. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so are you Very looking at going back to school full-time this coming fall? Um, not here. I'll be taking online courses to finish my prereqs faster. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell us about your show, because <laughs> your show is on just before ours. Um, Milo and I, we meet before the show to talk about what we're going to do, but we always are uh, commenting about what fantastic music that you are playing <laughs> from, what is it, 1 to 4 every yeah. Tuesday? 1 p.m. to 4 yeah. p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday. <laughs> Funk your face here on... KUCI Irvine. And today you had a very wonderful program and a very special program. I heard a bit of a tribute you you did to someone. Well, I started this music show because living in Orange County, you know, I I needed something to keep me sane, just to be (laughs) very honest with everybody. And KUCI is such a great station. I've been listening to it since I went to school here in 2002, so it's been a very long time. And a lot of my friends have had shows with KUCI. And I was, like, I was thinking, hmm, it's not too late for me. I think it's time. So yes. I went back. Music is totally my medicine. I love music. And I did this funk show because I want to learn more about funk music. Now, w- explain what that is. Because, I, you know, again, I'm always... And I'm always amazed at there being new kind of genres and subgenres and neo genres of, of music. Uh, explain kind of what what that what you th- think that is, or what is what does that mean? Funk. When does that I make sense? yeah, when I think of funk, I think of James Brown doing the splits. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Going, Got it. Yeah. making his woo wee sounds and mm-hmm. <laughs> all that good stuff and. Just really groovy music that makes you feel good and not think about the pressures on your life or anything that could be weighing on you at that moment. So yeah, see, that's how I feel very often with folk music. So so funk is kind of like rock and roll folk. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, that's what I love about folk music, especially the type of folk music, you know, the hootenanny, because it was uh, it was feel good, you know, and it just kind of music has such an amazing ability to take you out of whatever drama or story or whatever you in, even for just a few minutes, and somehow you just can let all that go for a while. Yeah, and uh, I play a lot of stuff. I play a lot of soul. Um, I've been recently getting into disco. I know you like the disco. because yeah, it makes you want to dance. We all yeah. need to be dancing more. And it, I think classic music just needs to be brought back. There's a, a huge funk revival right now in the music community that mm. I'm in, in Los Angeles and in Orange County. We're bringing back the funk in a huge, huge way. Well, and it's interesting because the policy of KUCI is that we do not play any mainstream music. So how, where do you find kind of classic Funk that isn't mainstream, that's, you know, classic means it's already kind of come. Well... How do you find music yeah. that is not being played today? Well, there's so... On the mainstream stations. There's so many compilations out there, and actually I've been collecting records since I started this show, so I've been playing more vinyl lately. Oh! Yeah. It's amazing. And finding that one little seven-inch <laughs> that just will rock your world. I mean, I played the Meters, Sissy Strut, and those, th- that group, the Meters, is also one of the founding funk groups as really? well. So I have a seven-inch So what year are they from? Wow. Kind of... 1968. Wow. And my seven-inch is from 1969. Where did you find that record? I actually got it off eBay. Oh. eBay. <laughs> we love eBay. We love eBay. It's it so good for It gives us access things. to things that we normally would not be able to have access exactly, to. Exactly, and it's a mint, a mint one, so wow. trust me, that... That little one is my baby. So here on KUCI, our listeners can listen not only to the absolute up-to-the-minute hip-hop grunge <laughs> noise. There's there's actually a genre called noise. And we yeah. had a program two quarters ago where uh, the gentleman was playing noise. Yeah. And initially I thought that it might be a problem with my radio listening to it. But no, it was... <laughs> It it actually became sort of industrial and rhythmic, and then he came on and back announced. He he announced what he was playing, and it was very interesting. But you can also hear classical music. You can hear classical music from centuries ago and decades ago. I love classical music. Our record collection here is very deep. And Michael Rydzinski, who plays wonderful classical music. If I recall, Michael's show is on... Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. I believe it is Saturday Concert yeah. previews, mm-hmm. Saturday mornings. In any case, if you're he's unsure... Been on for, he's one of the longest running He's one of DJs. the longest running DJs like here. But 20 or 30 years or something. KUCI.org wow. is your gateway. Go to KUCI.org on the internet and click on Schedule, and you'll see our Monday through Sunday schedule of wonderful programming. And... Um, Again, uh, TNT's show is Funk Your Face, which is on every Tuesday just before What Would Arwen Do from 1 to 4. And I'm hoping you're uh, going to apply to keep the, because our shows tend to move around a little bit, uh, you know, as the quarters change. But I hope that you'll be, um, I hope you're going to try to plan for that same time slot, because it's so wonderful coming into the studio. Um, do you think music. you'll be able to do Tuesday afternoons next quarter, TNT? You know, this is the one thing in my life that has been very stable, and I'm sticking with it, so it, it's going to be news. Tuesday Yay. is Funk Day officially for as long as 
I'm here. <laughs> cool. Now, there is something, though, that you wanted to share with our listeners that, of, you know, of kind of, oh, of, of yeah. importance today. Did you want to... It's part of the circle of life, Elf Princess. When <laughs> yes. we see... When we see the second Hobbit movie, we will get a sense of that loss and gain. Yes. There's loss and there's gain. Mm-hmm. And uh, it happens. We all know about this. We, en- yes. we endure long, but that's why, because we see the, pa- the passing of many things. Right. But uh, it's just all part, it's all part of the process. So. And TNT's program today briefly touched on this, but can you yeah. give us uh, some background on an, an interesting occurrence this week? So, yesterday... Nick Ashford of Ashford and Simpson, the Motown couple who write songs for many, many uh, big artists such as Diana Ross and Marvin Gaye and Shaka Khan even. Mm, wow. He, Shaka Khan. He wow. passed away yesterday mm. of throat cancer. So I just I wanted to celebrate his life because we lost two Motown uh, people this year, Alphonse Mizell who was part of the Mizell brothers who also who produced hits for the Jackson 5 he passed last month mm. and now Nick Ashford of Ashford and Simpson so I just wanted to honor his life and Milo you called in during my California Soul show and Ashford and Simpson wrote that California Soul ditty that was performed mm. by the Fifth Dimension so I did bring that oh. in with you guys to share it because yes. we're in California we got a lot of soul yes, and we just want to celebrate these amazing uh, musicians' lives by sharing the music more and more. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, in my growing up years, we moved around a lot. But there was a a time um, way back when I lived in North Long Beach during the the time of the lowriders. And so we here we were in our low riding cars, uh, riding (laughs) up and down Atlantic Boulevard with Smokey Robinson and the Miracles blasting out. And uh, yeah, so that was that was part of my our hair piled high. I went to a school where they actually had the one of the administrators walked around with a pencil that she would stick into your hair and if it was too high you had to go in you had to go comb your hair out (laughs) one of the wonderful things about KUCI is we have very very young folks like Brenda and TNT and we have more mature folks like the Hobbit and the Elf so not only do we have we have white folks we have black folks we have Asian folks we have Hispanic folks Mm -hmm. we have younger folks we have middle-aged folks we have older folks we are such a wonderful of music (laughs) jinx personal jinx can't talk don't say your name i'm just kidding um but actually nick ashford and simpson wrote who's gonna take the blame by Smokey robinson and the miracles wow amazing one of my favorite of all songs was i second that emotion Ah. Smokey robinson yeah you know this (laughs) (laughs) and of course the temptations and the four tops and oh my gosh right right yeah well i think in in trip before we go on i would like to hear a sample Yes. Of Ashford and Simpson, it's a wonderful uh, TNT. Can you introduce this cut, this selection? Uh, it's called California Soul. It was first performed by the Fifth Dimension, which is the version we're going to play for you now. It was also covered by Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell, and Marlena Shaw, and many other people. Jay Dilla of the hip hop world did it, and even the game, like mainstream hip hop, he covered it too. So it. It is a timeless classic. Wonderful. And thank you for being here. Can you stay, uh, stick around for a few more minutes? Sure. Great. Here we are, KCI in Irvine. Like the sound you hear, the in your head. 
Oh my gosh, it brings back such fond memories being a teenager listening to this in original release and 40 years later hearing it again and now it's classical music. Yeah, classic music. Classic music. <laughs> so, uh, TNT, what, just for our listeners again in case they're just wondering who that fantastic song was. <laughs> so we are paying tribute to Nick Ashford's life of Ashford and Simpson and they were a husband and wife writing duo who penned many, many songs for people and that's the Fifth Dimensions version of California Soul which has been sampled and used since it came out and I believe it came out in 1968. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time ago even <laughs> even for this elf, right? <laughs> but it's so, you know, just it's like music that you put on and you immediately just want to start moving, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Brenda, you know, do you like funk music? I do. Um I just I'm sad I didn't get to listen to it as often as I should after hearing that little tidbit. Well, now you have the opportunity to listen to it every Tuesday yep. from <laughs> 1 to 4. Now, TNT, that, I believe your show is the only one that is do- dedicated to funk music. Is that correct? I think Kevin's show right now, he's doing some jazz and funk as well. Okay. I'm not sure what time that's on, but... And do you have like a MySpace or a website where people, if they want to check out your playlist and learn a little more about what you're up to? My playlist is posted on funkyourface.kuci.org. And I also have a Facebook account, Funk Your Face, on 88.9 FM. And I post really fun videos and all the events that I go to on there. So if you like that page then you will be updated on everything that I'm up to. That's wonderful. Well, I am so glad you're here. You are such a wonderful addition to our ever-expanding musical variety show here at KUCI. It's it's an an honor, really. I love playing music for you guys. And when you call in, it makes my day. It really does. Well, (laughs) we don't call in just to make you feel good. We call in because it's good. Yeah. (laughs) But we call call to make you feel good, too. Brenda, I'm curious. You are thinking of public affairs. I am. And as you know, as part of the DJ training here at KUCI Irvine, one of the things you must do is create a sample of your work. And I'm wondering, are you going to create a sample as a public affairs program? And what will be the topic that you cover? Hmm, good Have you question. thought about that? Yet? I've thought a little bit about what it. What kind of topics would you want to cover? There are so many possible things that can be covered in the context of the the Asian community in Southern California. This is true. Um, I definitely have to think a little bit more about it, but I was thinking I could kind of mix the um, a bit of music with the show. I would cover some maybe some happenings that are going around in local communities. Um, or uh, anything to do with the, uh, the entertainment industry. And entertainment industry is really big, and not even just in Asia, but it, it crosses over you know, the coast here to California, um, and even highlights some maybe like one or two songs about or in the Asian American music industry, and maybe some rising artists. Because uh, I don't know if uh, you're familiar, but uh, there's actually a really large kind of Asian American community on YouTube and a lot of rising actors and singers uh, who some of them actually have gone here to UC Irvine and they're really making a big change in the Asian American community and um, changing that whole idea that 
Asians can't really be in the entertainment industry and arts and whatnot. So I I would probably focus my recording tape on something like that, a little highlight of that and uh, music and whatnot. So it's a work in progress. Well, if you can believe it, we are out of time. No again. way. <laughs> We always have so much fun here at KCI. That clock must be fast. Yes, and we've been talking today to one of our interns who is currently taking the DJ and uh, talk show host training here at KCI. And we've also had the lovely animated TNN from Funk Your Face. And, of course, Milo, my dear Hobbit co-host, and I am Tani Genuviel. <laughs> and we will be back next week. Of course, our guest next week will be Jeannie Denholm. We'll be talking to her about the exhibit at Scape Gallery and House of Balsamic Academy, uh, Speak for the Trees, a subject very dear to my heart. And Many, Tolkien's heart. And Tolkien's heart. And um, so, yeah, so we'll have a wonderful time. I hope you will stay tuned. Coming up in just a few moments, we're actually going to be having uh, playing an old show from Yogi World, one of my favorite shows, me... Um, considering that I am the yoga elf. I think elves were doing yoga before it was called yoga. So uh, I love... I believe you're right, based I, on I, the I, early I, writings in the Cimmerillion. Well, the yes. elves predated humans. Right, so. <laughs> right. It makes sense. So we'll hear a little bit from uh, Yogi World and uh, Coco B and Jay uh, coming up uh, during the 5 o'clock hour. But in the meantime, we'll have to say uh, to all of our friends, thank you for listening in. If you'd like to contact us, we would love to hear from you. Ask an elf, A-S-K-A-N. E-L-F at yahoo.com and until next week my friend well it's been great seeing you again in studio and I look forward to seeing you next week in studio and uh, to all the friends and family listening uh, have a great week yes and I uh, hope you've been inspired if you live in the Orange County area especially here around uh, Irvine or if you especially are a student or teacher or faculty here at uh, UC Irvine you might want to come in come and think about taking the training. There'll be another one coming up in the fall, and the information about that will be on our website at www.kuci.org. Right. Until next week, Namaria, Alin Salalamin Amintielvo, a little music from Coco B singing, which she'll be in Yogi World, but she recorded this beautiful version of Into the West. Oh, my uh, gosh. Which was the Academy Award winning music by Annie Lennox from The Return of the King. This is KUCI in Irvine. Come to join us in love.